Today I'm going to teach you how to lose your job. This is extra ice. I continue to be amazed and grateful slash also humbled when people say that they listen to my podcast. I was talking to my neighbor the other day. She was saying that she had listened to an episode recently and it does make me a little nervous because I'm like, I hope I didn't say anything mean or offensive, but I feel like I do keep it pretty mellow. Happy just came here. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I keep it pretty mellow, and um, <clears throat> hopefully that wasn't the case. So, Michelle, if you're listening... Thank you for being supportive. Um, I It's summer, and I feel like my kids are outside all the time. I'm outside all the time. And it feels so nice just to have community around us. This specific neighbor is someone who I talk to about this a lot. But um, it's just so nice to have people our age and our same phase of life. Um, I feel like I'm still meeting new people and there's still people, you know, I want to reach out to and get to know. And I just feel really lucky that I have good friends, even like close by. I feel like it's rare to just like your neighbors, let alone like feel like you're friends with them. And my neighbors, especially lately, have done a lot for my family and I. And, um, I just feel really lucky. I think, you know, when we moved here, I never really felt nervous to live in a new area or a new city. Um, But I definitely feel like we've kind of established a home here. Um, I feel like I do an okay job at making friends and reaching out to other people. And I am trying to be better at that. But um, yeah, I'm just glad that we have kind of this home base here with us. Um, oh, bless you. <laughs> Halsey's my co-host today. That reminds me of those, um, <laughs> bumper stickers that are like, God is my co-pilot. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, she just tried to walk away with her headset on and plugged in like that scene in my big fat Greek wedding. Okay. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to lose your job. And, um, you know, I think this process and this experience is going to look different for everybody, but because I've been through it several times, um, I just wanted to share a few things that have been helping me recently, a few insights um, that I've learned and just wanted to share. So I think the first thing is after a big, any big change or shock in your life, um, you just need to take the time necessary to recover. And for some people, losing a job or changing a job or quitting a job, I think can be a big relief. However, whether it was your choice or not, I think there's a, there can be a lot of fear. Um, there's 
security in a job and there's insecurity in not having one. And whenever it is that that change comes in your life, it can be hard. And I think it's important to let yourself kind of feel the stages of grief necessary, you know, for you to be ready for the next phase of your life. Um, I talked to my grandma a couple weeks ago about what was going on and (laughs) she was so sweet. Her first question was, um, have you stopped crying yet? (laughs) And she's saying like, like she really was just trying to appeal to that kind of sensitivity of losing your job and just how it actually can be really hurtful and it can be sad. And, um, I think that it's definitely necessary to give yourself the time. And maybe that doesn't mean physically resting or taking a few days off. Maybe it's just mentally speaking to yourself positively or, um, you know, maybe you have to immediately start a job search or immediately start a different job or jump into something different. Um, I think it's necessary to give yourself time to be able to kind of reframe this experience so it can feel positive and so you can, you know, end up feeling happy. I think it can be really difficult to do this next one, but being vulnerable, I feel, is... I think with anything I've gone through, positive or negative, that's something that's always been helpful. And I think in doing that, I I think it's kind of a little bit of a ripple effect because first, when you open up yourself to others, you're going to feel closer to them and people are going to understand your struggle. They're going to be able to help you and to help find resources for you. And at the same time, I also think it helps people to understand like, oh, hey, I'm not the only person who has a struggle. And while their struggle might be something completely different, their struggle might be something you wish was your struggle or you're grateful you will never have to experience. Um, Being vulnerable helps us um, let others know that they're not alone in struggling. And I think it's important while we are going through something that's difficult, when and if our friends and family members do open up to us, it also is extremely important to not compare and not think like, oh, wow, that's your trial. Like, like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to wait in a long line or I'm sorry someone honked at you. Whatever it is, just understand that everybody's struggle is relative and... It's important and it's real to them. You are making a little bit of noise and you don't love it. <clears throat> Halsey's just like giving me some sound effects. Okay, you need to be done. Yeah. So, um, being vulnerable. And I, I think in times that I've been able to do that, um, I've seen nothing but good results and positive things come from that next is to get the word out and I think that this part can be a little bit embarrassing and I have felt um embarrassed and I felt shy and I felt nervous and scared 
in doing that and letting people know like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Like, let me know if you have any leads. Because sometimes that referral of a friend can get a little sticky, but people want to help you and people want to be a resource for you. And whether it's for just friendship and support, or if it really is for, um, you know, recommending a job or giving you a reference, I think that that's important. And it, like I said, it can feel a little bit embarrassing and there can be a little bit of shame um, around this, but take it from me. Um, Truly, you know, I told my friends, I don't want you guys to think I'm unreliable or I'm crazy or I'm not smart or I'm something bad. I don't know. I just, I didn't want people to think less of me because of what I've gone through. But every time I've brought something like that up to a friend, they've said like, absolutely no one is thinking that. And I personally am not thinking that about someone else who's going through something. I'm not thinking, oh, that person is weak or that person is insecure or that person is dumb. I'm not thinking about that. I'm truly thinking, I'm sorry for that person and I want to be able to help. So understand that people do feel that same way toward you. Next, and this is a little bit more tangible, like more granular, I think, but work on your resume, update your resume, um, and, you know, get on Indeed, get on LinkedIn, apply for jobs, just start. And um, I think it's important when you see these job postings, you know, you'll see a specific schedule, you'll see um, a salary range, you'll see um, you know, different qualifications for the job. And I think that it's important in those instances to understand everything is negotiable. And maybe you don't have five years of, you know, administrative experience, but maybe you have three, you know, and I think when hiring managers are talking to people, a lot of times they want a good cultural fit. They want a good fit for their team. And sometimes that means hiring soft skills and then later teaching those hard skills, which I think is an important thing to remember because if there's a job or a company that you really want, employers can tell and managers can tell and they know when you want to be there or when you just want a job. And, um, you know, things like schedule and salary, I think those can be negotiable. I've had times when I've been able to almost double the posted salary because of my experience and because of the conversations I was able to have during interviews. And, um, you know, the kind of the, the drive that I was able to express and kind of the, um, what's the word just in, in letting them know how much I wanted to do the job and how qualified I felt I was. Um, I think employers want to hear that. So don't say no to something just because on paper, it might not look exactly like what you want. However, don't go into every situation thinking, Oh, I can negotiate, you know, more PTO or I can negotiate, you know, three days, work from home. So you can't always negotiate, but sometimes you can. And um, that, I think that's something that we're really lucky to have, especially this kind of day and age, I guess. Um, can you not 
in that, please? Um, so my next one can be a little bit hard and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite when I talk about it, but I think it's just important to have faith. And I've said this before, I am a person who when a trial or when something hard or scary comes up, um, I typically think, oh, this is it. This is the big one. Like this is the last trial. You got to stop. Um, I'll think, you know, this is, this is the one, this is the hardest one and I will not make it through this thing. And then slowly but surely, yeah, we do make it through. And, um, you know, I think we're able to build kind of on our experiences in the past and, you know, maybe because I've gone through this before, it seems like maybe it should be easy or should be more familiar, but you know, it still is hard right now. And, um, there is this unknown and this uncertain, but, um, I've, I know I've talked about this a lot, but I have, um, you know, a lot of support in my spouse and in my family and my extended family, which, um, really is amazing. But I think having faith and reading your scriptures, saying your prayers, getting a, a priesthood blessing, um, you know, listening to conference talks. I love the one by Elder Holland. Um, oh, what is it called? Don't, is it called don't quit? Don't give up. I just type in Elder Holland, don't quit. And, um, it's such a good talk, such a good talk. Um, he has a couple other ones that are also really, really good. Well, duh. Um, but try to stay close to the spirit and understand that this is a temporary situation and you want this to be positive no matter how, how hard it is. Um, I think, you know, when you lose a job, when you change jobs, when you quit your job, there's a lot of free time. <laughs> and instead of feeling like, um, you know, I'm bored, I have nothing to do, like I'm worthless or I'm not contributing, I'm not doing anything, find ways to feel your time, to fill your time and find ways to help others and to serve others. Find people who may be in the same situation as you, maybe people who have been in this same boat before and would be able to kind of give you um, a little bit of advice, a little bit of advice and um, some encouragement. I, you know, now am home so much more. And so I'm able to, you know, help my friends with their kids or I'm able to take dinner to somebody. Um, it's easier for me to just stop by and have a conversation with a neighbor or someone in my ward because I have my focuses are just different right now. Um, and, you know, I think when it comes time to interview and, you know, do phone screenings or hire views or those, you know, those like recorded interviews, be yourself. And, you know, sometimes you just have to take something because you need a job or you need that security or you need insurance or whatever and I think um if that's the situation you're in sometimes that can be hard but I think um there are ways to just make the best of your situation and 
look at everything as an opportunity to grow and to learn and to try something new. And while maybe you've just experienced, okay, nothing is permanent, (laughs) nothing is going to last forever. Is there any security? Is there any foundation? I think you can also kind of twist that and understand, okay, if I take another job and it isn't a good fit, it's okay. We just learned not everything is permanent and things can change. And, um, you know, I think we want sometimes to ask God, you know, give us a sign or tell us exactly, you know, what job to take. And, um, you know, I think we wait for him to kind of help us move and to tell us what choices to make and which ones are correct. And, I think this is definitely an opportunity, like I said before, to have faith and to trust God. And sometimes it's trusting yourself. And I don't know that God necessarily cares where you work. I don't know if he cares how much you make. I don't know if he cares what you're doing. He cares who you are and who you become and the things that you do and say and how you treat others within that realm wherever you're working whatever whatever state you're in whatever industry you're in I don't know that God necessarily has a specific right or wrong or sometimes it's choosing between two good things and sometimes it's choosing between better and best and you have a lot of options and I think those are the times when we do get to exercise a lot of faith and we get to learn about ourselves and to strengthen our relationship we have with God. Um, I, you know, it's, I sometimes hesitate because I think in the loss of a job, in a trial, in, you know, something hard that happens, a challenge, something difficult that our family is going through. Sometimes those can be the times when maybe we choose to be angry with God and to question him and question our faith. But, um, you know, I think if you kind of remain steady in your faith and in your beliefs, um, it's, it's that much more support and that much more of a miracle for you to be able to exercise that faith and to love others more and to serve others more and to really see the blessings in what truly does look like a trial. Um, I was listening to a song yesterday by Brooks and Dunn. Okay, that is way too loud, ma'am. Um, I feel like in the summer I turn into like a country fan. Maybe everybody does. But um, I was listening to a song by Brooks and Dunn called Red Dirt Road. And there's a line when he says, I found there's life at both ends of the red dirt road. And it just kind of reminded me, you know, not everything is going to be about where we end up and where we go and what we achieve and what we get. Sometimes, you know, Halsey Jensen. I definitely kicked Halsey out (laughs) after that last segment. Um, Hopefully you've even been able to listen to anything I've been saying. 
and um, there's not too much distraction in the background. But at the same time, like, if you're a mom, you'll understand. And if you're not a mom, you'll just have so much more empathy for me. And that's all I want is people to feel sorry for me. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful and some advice or support from my microphone to your ears. <laughs> um, I know this is something that will probably touch a lot of lives, um, if not your own, probably someone in your family or in your um, immediate circle. Um, and hopefully this has been helpful. I obviously don't know exactly what the future holds, but I think, um, you know, I'm learning to have a lot of hope and to have a lot of faith. And um, it's so interesting to kind of take things kind of moment by moment and understand like, okay, I'm, I'm happy and I feel fulfilled and I am making X amount of money at this time. And then again, to kind of take that inventory when maybe I'm making more money or I'm making less money. And it's, um, it's been interesting to try to continue to almost compartmentalize those things and separate my worth um, almost tangibly from my worth, um, I don't know, more emotionally, I guess, more mentally, um, how I feel rather than what I'm bringing in or what I'm not bringing in or, you know, how I can serve others versus what can I buy. <laughs> Um, thank you again so much for listening. Um, I know I've said this several times, but it's so fun to hear that people are listening and taking the advice and I cannot wait for next time. Now go get yourself a beverage with extra ice. <laughs>